Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. to the torch this is brian gibbs and i'm coming to you from sarasota florida this morning uh, for those of you that are watching um, i'm good to see you i know you can see me <laughs> and i'm glad you can and those of you that are listening i'm glad that you're tuning in today a very sobering day uh, we are um, i think all of you know that we film here on thursdays we release on friday morning so today is february the 24th and the torch will be released on Friday, February the 25th. Um, so much news unfolding uh, currently that's coming out of the Ukraine and out of that region of the earth. Uh, painful news, tragic news uh, in war. We want to go to prayer today. I want to bring some things to you <clears throat> I believe will be helpful. Uh, so thankful for all of you that tune in uh, throughout the country, throughout this region of Florida, and also throughout the country and other nations of the earth. Um, Josiah shared with me just the other day, um, we just uh, surpassed 1,000 uh, friends, partners, subscribers that have downloaded the app. Uh, just so blessed by that. And uh, so many of you are sharing uh, this with friends and uh, increasing and enlarging the family. So we thank you. Let's pray together and uh, let's look to the Lord. And then I want to begin to impart. Let's let the Holy Spirit guide our time together. And um, again, thank you for being with us. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day, the day that you have made. And we rejoice even in the midst of a lot of upheaval and challenges and trial and warfare. Father, we rejoice in your goodness and we rejoice in your love, Lord, that you never leave us. You never forsake us, Lord. You never, you will never leave. Lord, the church, our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine right now, that you are an ever-present help in time of trouble, Lord, that you are there even now. Father God, we just, we continue to pray and intercede, Lord, over Ukraine today. Lord, we intercede for divine wisdom and divine protection and direction over the people of the nation of Ukraine, Lord, and over the nation of Russia, Lord, the people that have been brought into this horrible time of war. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray your protection over the innocent children over these lives, over families, over senior citizens that are having to be moved, emergency moving, Lord, Father, that you would be like a wall of fire with your holy angels. I pray, Lord, that you would give peace, you would give comfort to women and children and seniors and, and fathers, soldiers, Lord, the, the, the leadership of Ukraine, Lord, the civil leadership of Ukraine, Lord, the military of Ukraine in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you for angel armies that are being released to bring people into safety everywhere in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we just pray over President Zelensky in Ukraine right now. I just want you to join. Just grab a hold of this, dear friends, and let's just let's just pray, Lord. Lord, your glory is over all the earth. And Father, we commend the nation of Ukraine right now to your merciful care. God, that you would guide them in your hand of providence, Lord, that they would dwell securely in peace. And Lord, that you would grant unto, pre unto this president and all of their civil authority. Give them wisdom, Lord. Give them strength, Lord, to know what to do, to know what your will is. Give them divine inspiration, divine inspiration, divine instruction and strategy and intelligence, Lord, from your throne as they seek you. Lord, we know the nation of, of Ukraine is filled with believers, Lord, that are calling upon you even now. I pray that you would make your will known to them, Lord. We're just calling for your saving grace upon people today, that you would deliver them from fear and that the righteous would rise up even now, bold as lions in the midst of this, in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that the earth is held in your hands. Hallelujah. But Father, we thank you that nothing, nothing that is happening right now is catching you by surprise, that you are always in the midst of us, ready to help, ready to deliver and save. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, last night, um, <clears throat> we were reached out to by some friends uh, in the body of Christ. And I'm just going to take a quick drink here for those of you that are listening. One second. We were reached out to just um, concerning a specific prayer that was coming out of the uh, the church in Kiev, and um, it was based out of Psalm 31. I want to read these verses to you. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation first, and I'm going to I'm going to read out of the Passion. It says, "O Lord, I have I have come to you for protection. Do not let me be disgraced. Save me, for you do what is right." You are my rock and my salvation. For the honor of your name, lead me out of this danger. Yes, Lord. Pull me from the trap that my enemies have set for me, for I find protection in you alone. And I entrust my spirit into your hands. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. Yes, Lord. Again, this, this is the... This is one of the <clears throat> highlighted scriptures that was coming out of Kiev last night that believers were praying in churches as bombing began to happen overhead. Um, Psalm 35, again, I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It says, I trust you, Lord, to be my hiding place. Don't let me down. Don't let my enemies bring me to shame. Come and rescue me, for you are the only God who always does what is right. Amen to that. Rescue me quickly when I cry out to you. At the sound of my prayer, your ear is being turned to me. Be my strong shelter and my hiding place on high. Pull me into victory and breakthrough. Yes, Lord. For you are a high fortress where I am kept safe. You are to me a stronghold of salvation. Into you I entrust my spirit, O Lord, the God of faithfulness. Oh, I feel that. The God of faithfulness you have rescued and 
redeemed me. Yes, Lord. We pray that today in Jesus' name. Uh, earlier this morning, much earlier this morning, uh, we received um, word from an intercessory group out of the United Kingdom that I wanted to bring into today's torch. Um, and we purposely removed the pastor's name from this, but it was sent by friends, Timothy and Rhoda, uh, that are there in Kiev. And I want to just read to you something that they sent. They said, this is possibly, quite possibly, the last means of correspondence for some time. War is now imminent and the consequences are dreadful. A state of emergency has been declared. It has also been followed by martial law. Young Ukrainian men from 16 years of age are being called up to serve in the military and Ukrainians are being given the right, all Ukrainians are given, given the right to carry arms. I'm going to just break from this and I'm going to go back into reading and quoting it for just a second. I don't know how many of you saw last night President Zelensky from the Ukraine uh, saying very boldly to Putin uh, that you are not going to be meeting the back of our heads or our backs, but you will be meeting our, and seeing our faces face to face as we run towards you. Um, <clears throat> wow, strong. Um, let me go back into reading this from our missionary friends in Kiev. They said, young Ukrainian men from 16 years of age are calling 16 years of age, my God, are being called up to serve in the military and Ukrainians are being given the right to carry arms. A major cyber attack is happening now as I write, which has affected Ukrainian banks as well as government websites. Ukrainian citizens are being asked to leave, uh, urgently leave, and uh, as Russia and our local uh, currency are in free fall. Okay, I want to make sure I read that right. Okay, Ukrainian citizens are being asked to leave urgently and to leave uh, out of Russia uh, as our local currency is in free fall. Yeah, Rhoda and I are not leaving. Listen to what he says. This is a missionary right out, right out of Kiev. He says, we're not leaving. How can we? As an elder in the assembly, it is my response, my responsibility. He's talking about his church. It is my responsibility to shepherd at all times. It would be a terrible testimony for us to get up and leave Lusk believers. We have been preparing for this day. Rhoda and I have bought our generators and fuel and food, etc., as we would like to turn the gospel hall into a place now of shelter to accommodate and feed the assembly of believers who will be facing many hardships. God is about to give us a great opportunity to show Christian faith practically and reach out to our community with the gospel. He goes on, Rhoda and I <clears throat> may have to move from our apartment as we close to the as we close to the Lusk military airfield on the 14th floor of our apartment block we have central headquarters in the SBO the Ukrainian secret police as we close now military jets are heard overhead 
and we covet your prayers. Listen how he writes this and closes out. Man has touched me. He says, we are not any braver than you, but confident we are where God would expect us to be. My God. He closes out Daniel chapter 7, uh, excuse me, Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. <clears throat> excuse me today, I'm a little emotional as we're filming here. The decision is by, this is Daniel 4, verse 17. The decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the, the most high rules in the kingdoms of men gives to whomever he will and sets over the lowest of men. Wow. You know, right now, as we sit here, it's it's Thursday morning. It's early Thursday morning as we're filming. Of course, this will be released tomorrow. There are so many moving parts, so many moving tectonic <laughs> prophetic plates that are now in shift. Um, as we've spoken of many times that are escalating towards um, Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39, the Gog and Magog war that is soon coming. And um, I've said this before. I think I even said this last week. I believe really, I think all skeptics of Bible prophecy are about to look with fresh eyes and they're going to be looking in awe and wonder and start seeing what is unfolding. And I believe even, even with this shift with Russia, of course, the bear has, is really awakening now um, overtaking Ukraine, uh, I think we're going to see quite potentially the escalation of this now move us into the framework of what, what I believe many those that study Bible prophecy. Of course, I don't believe, you know, I'm not projecting myself to be the ultimate theologian, but these are things that I study uh, all the time. Um, I've been predicting now, when I say predicting, I'm not prophesying. I'm just literally looking at the natural landscape and spiritual landscape of things. And so I'm, I predicted uh, back in January, I believe that NATO is about to break up. I think it's going to, um, bring some earth shaking events. That's going to actually catch the world by storm. Um, we're at a time of, of warfare. We're in a time of wartime. Um, and this is now where, as believers, we have to keep our spiritual equilibrium about us, but we have to be prepared knowing biblical prophecy. This is so important. Um, I, I've often said, as many say, that prophecy, biblical prophecy is not to scare us. So many people just stay away from biblical prophecy. I mean, that is, um, I don't recommend you do that. Um, this is a time where Bible prophecy is not to scare us, but it is to prepare us. We are to be prepared in this hour, armed with the scriptures, armed with the revelation of the word of God so that we can be armed for prayer and ready. And on many levels, we need to be, um, practically prepared. And, and, and I make no apologies about doing this. I've been saying for a long time that we need to be practically prepared in every area, whether that be food uh, water, medical supplies, ammunition, all of those types of things. That's very, very important, my friend. And so um, I say that again. Um, 
all of this that is happening in in that realm of the earth that geographic location in the earth this is going to greatly affect america um, and I believe it's going to affect us far beyond gas. I mean, you know, gas has been outrageous. There's been so many talks about this. It's all over the news. But even beyond food, uh, food is, is going to be a high necessity uh, in the coming months. Uh, water, uh, something that we have been praying for locally here is we've been praying for um, the safety of our cyber grids uh, to be stirred up because there's many cyber attacks that is going on, not only out of Russia and out of China, but many other places concerning the U.S. So we have been praying for the United States that our military is shoring up our cyber grids even now. Um, I'm praying that today through this broadcast that the Lord would give you courage, the Lord would give you hope, the Lord would strengthen your faith. Um, and I would just want to encourage you to be fully focused on the Lord in this hour. Uh, again, you know, when, when we talk about Bible prophecy, <clears throat> Jesus said right out of Matthew 24, when we say that Bible prophecy is not to scare us, it's to prepare us. And Jesus, you know, our great shepherd, he's the shepherd of the earth. He's the judge of the earth. He said these words in Matthew 24, verse 6 he says you're going to hear of wars rumors of wars listen to these next words powerful words by jesus he said see that you are not troubled wow for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold Something that I've declared as a shepherd here at our house here at Victory is may that never be our story. Even as we see wars and rumors of wars and such, I mean, what we've seen, epic lawlessness right here in the United States of America over these last, let's let's just say decade. I mean, there's been so much, obviously. But over this last decade, we've seen the love of many growing cold. And my prayer and declaration is that will never be your story, my friend. Those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening, those of you that are here at Victory, uh, those of you that are here even on campus praying right now, that'll never be our story. Hallelujah. That our love will not grow cold, but that our love will be set ablaze by the fire of God's love, by the fire of God's heart. So wars are happening. Wars are breaking forth. This, um, this is another escalation. Um, I, it's going to be very unique. I think even what we're going to see in the next 24 hours is going to be very unique. I've been saying this and I've been predicting uh, about the collapse of NATO. Um, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about where I see that going. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, what we're seeing out of NATO uh, right there on the borders of Russia and even our own troops that have now uh, gone in. I remember I remember President Trump claiming that NATO was completely obsolete. Um, and of course, that Europe needed to do more to protect or to contribute to protect themselves. Uh, and I'm sure all of you remember that. Um, now we're really going to see if NATO is obsolete. I think it is, and I and I've predicted. I believe it's going to break up. 
Um, and then beyond that, I think we're going to see the rise now, biblically, the rise of the ten nations, which is going to set the stage and the standard for the beast system. Um, those ten league nations that will then rise, that will give uh, more power to those three nations and ultimately to the Antichrist, which we know is coming. And uh, I believe is going to be on the world stage very soon for all, for all to know and see. Um, you know, as we look at the landscape of Eastern Europe, we're trying to discern the hour. And I said weeks ago, we weren't really sure uh, how hungry Putin was. But now here we sit and we are sure, exactly sure, uh, how Putin really feels about wanting war. Uh, he's hungry. The bear is hungry. The bear of Russia is hungry, licking its chops for takeover. Uh, even the threat. Uh, that came forth. I was reading news early this morning, the threat that was given by Putin himself um, to the United States um, concerning what might aggressively come towards us. Uh, very sobering, very interesting. Of course, he sees Biden as absolute worthless, and uh, that's no shock there. The only source that really knows the future <clears throat> is the Word of God. It's the Holy Scriptures. It's, it's the Holy Spirit within us who's leading us, who's guiding us into, our, into all truth. So every move that we are seeing right now in world events is what it is leading up to in the Bible is called the beast. And you can find this in Revelation chapter 13. You can find this all throughout the book of Daniel, specifically also Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 17. Ezekiel 38 and 39, and that's what I was pointing to with the war that I believe is soon coming. The Gog, the Gog and wait, uh, excuse me, the Gog and Magog war. And there is a superpower that is about to emerge out of Europe. This is the League of Ten Nations, Ten Nation groups, where they'll, they'll be giving all of their power and their authority to the one that is called the beast. Now, this is an hour where God's watchman has to be on alert, listening for the Lord. But why? Because we have to hear the lion roaring. As Amos said, you know, the lion has roared. Who can, who can hold back? Who can not yet prophesy? This is where the prophetic watchmen have to be hearing the word of the Lord and crying out to the church. And ultimately, guys, we are racing towards the epic crescendo of the return of the Lord. That's where this is going. I mean, wh where is all of this war going? What is about to escalate and manifest before us? Well, ultimately, it's coming to the return of the king. Jesus, he said his promise is true. He will return just as he said, just as he promised. He is coming. This is a Maranatha hour. There should be the burning of the Maranatha cry within your spirit. Lord, come. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The nations belong to the Lord. The nations are his. He's the shepherd of the nations. We're leading up to a time of Matthew 13. You can look at these scriptures later. I'm not going to read them to you concerning the harvest of the end of the age where, where the Lord literally said he will be dispatching legions upon legions of harvesters. And who are they? They are the angels. The angels will be going to harvest and sickle out of all the nations, tribes, and tongues of the earth. 
for the great harvest is come. And Jesus speaks about that all through Matthew 24. So important. So important. We need to understand a few things too. And I keep pointing to these scriptures. Of course, Paul told young Timothy in chapter 2, he said, therefore, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to understand, guys, we are in war. This is a massively heightened time of spiritual warfare, and we need, to, need not be offended by it or even crushed by it. This is the time where the righteous need to rise to the front lines as watchmen, bold as lions. We need to understand the days and the culture that we're in. We need to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, but wise as serpents. We need to be those who understand the times that we're in, that we, we're like the tribes of Issachar, that we perceive and understand and perceive these times. I want to read you, to you a scripture out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to go ahead and read this out of the Passion Translation as well. It says, you need to be aware that in the final days of culture <clears throat> and so the society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money, of course. They will boast of great things. They will strut around with arrogant pride and mock all that is right. I'm not going to pause right here for a moment. You see even the spirit of Antichrist coming upon leaders of nations so intensely, just releasing domination. I mean, what we're seeing in Canada right now coming out of Trudeau, what we're seeing released out of Putin right now in Russia. I could go on and on, list so many. They are just strutting in arrogant pride against all that is right. They're mocking all that is right. They'll ignore their own families. They'll be ungrateful, ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their own desires. They'll be ferocious and belligerent haters of what is good and what is right. With brutal treachery, this is verse 4, they will act without restraint, bigoted, wrapped in clouds of conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of the world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. And Paul closes out by saying this, the Apostle Paul, he says, stay away from people like these. For those of you that are listening, I'm just grabbing a quick drink. Listen, to our Torch listeners out there, the, the, our listening audience, very broad in spectrum, but is full of watchmen, full of leaders, full of pastors out there that are listening, uh, full of intercessors, worshipers, warriors. We are a company of people who we have not chosen to insulate our lives from the world and just live nice little <laughs> peaceful lives we have been called as those that step into these battles we're, we're not the people who are making excuses to to exit the battles we are running towards the battles this is not time for us to retreat this is us this is time for us to engage and move forward and advance right now right 
God is calling us to position ourselves in intercession. He's calling us to rise and stand with the banners of truth, rise with the word of truth, rise with the word of God right now with fire in our belly, tears in our eyes, his word in our mouth right now so that we go forth and we take the land. We take God's promises and we war with God's promises. Let me say that again. We take God's promises and we war with God's promises. That's exactly what Paul, the Apostle Paul, told Timothy. Take the prophetic promises you've been given and now use them as a great warfare. Take them expecting victory. The Lord's name is victory. He is victory. Hallelujah. And I want to declare again today the church that Jesus Christ is building. He said, the church that I build, the gates of hell, they will not prevail against the ecclesia that Jesus is building. Jesus was the one, Luke 10 and 19. He says, behold, I give you authority. I give you power. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. What's that? That's the nature. It's the character of devils. It's all the works of the enemy. He said, and over all the power of the enemy... And nothing by, shall by any means harm you. Listen, the word trample, study that in the passage there. It, it means aggressive, powerful word. It means to, to tread upon. It means to crush. It means to destroy. It means use your authority and power of the name of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the power and the authority of his name, the power of his blood. Use it over the enemy now. Engage your authority. Engage your authority that Jesus gave delegated authority to us over the devil in these last days. Ephesians 4.27, I quote it many times. I've used it so many times on the torch. Paul said, give no place to the devil. Hallelujah. I pray the Lord would strengthen you today in any sphere that you are on of authority, battles that you are engaged in right now. And when we talk about warfare, I've said this time and again, I, I, don't, I don't major in warfare. And I believe it's very key that we major in victory. Amen. We fight from a place of victory. I don't, I don't ignore warfare. I see it for what it really is, but I fight the good fight of faith because Christ has already won full supremacy. He holds all authority. And because he's in me, hallelujah, and because I am in him, because you are in him, dear friend, listen, beloved, hear this. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. And what does that mean for us today? It means that we are always positioned for victory. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter four, I want to read a verse to you now. This is verse 12 through 14. It says, beloved, do not think it strange. Con, uh, concerning the fiery trial with which is to try you as though as some some strange thing has now happened to you but rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings that when his glory is revealed you may also be glad with exceedingly joy for you for if you are reproached for Christ's name blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you on their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. I want to declare that over the church right now, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, that the spirit of glory rest on them. 
the Spirit of Christ rest on them. Lord, that you are making them more than conquerors right now. Lord, that you are giving them divine wisdom and strategy on what to do even now. Father, we just thank you that as we pray again, that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Lord, casting down every argument and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity to the obedience of Christ every thought and punishing every work of disobedience even now. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Father, we just cover, we cover the children again. In closing, Lord, we cover the children, God, the precious innocent children that are being moved to safety right now that your angels are surrounding them like a wall of fire. God, that you are moving families to safety, that you are moving the church to places of safety. And I thank you, God, that you're giving supernatural courage to the military of the Ukraine. Father, I pray that 10 men will feel like 100 men, that 100 men will feel like 1,000 men. I pray that your angel armies go and work with them and go before them, Lord, in this time of war, in this time of surging. Father God. Father, I pray that you would move in the nation of Russia. I, I just speak mercy over Russia, mercy over Ukraine, mercy over this region. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just summon the greatest altar call that has ever been given in this hour to these nations. And Father, we continue to keep our eye on Israel. Even today, Lord, we know that even as, as things are shifting here, that the enemy is trying to provoke other things. Lord, and he has his eye ultimately upon the throne for Israel and upon Jerusalem. So, Father, we speak peace to them even now over your beloved, Lord. We speak peace in Jesus' name. And, Father, we call Israel to the revelation of the Son of God that the, that the blinders off of their eyes will crumble and come off of them, Lord, that they will see that you truly are their Messiah. In the name of Jesus, let the revelation of Jesus Christ just thunder and awaken through Israel, even now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, um, we may be coming to you um, throughout these next several days. We're going to try to discern on what to do, uh, bringing some additional broadcast out of the torch and... Um, uh, we may be coming to you again tomorrow or the next day. I don't know. We're going to be very flexible on how this thing begins to develop. Uh, but we, we desire to come to you, uh, bring encouragement, bring strength to you. And uh, obviously a word that's going to be impactful. Thankful that we can be with you today on the torch. Continue to pray um, over the Ukraine. Continue to pray for the nations. Uh, I just pray that the Lord strengthens intercessors today. So many of you are mighty intercessors out there. <clears throat> I pray that the Lord strengthens you on your watch. Many of you are so faithful on your watch, and I'm thankful for you. My wife and I are so thankful for you. Listen, on the behalf of uh, my wife and I here at Victory, a church of His presence, all of, to all of our Light the Fire ministry partners out there throughout the country, we love you. We love you, we bless you, and we strengthen you. Uh, thank you for giving. Thank you for every financial contribution. Thank you for giving towards our Miracle Building Fund, uh, towards our Miracle Campus that we are on the hunt and scouting for in this region of Sarasota County here in Florida. 
thank you for praying for us. Thank you for uh, calling forth uh, our miracle property in this time. Um, just grateful, humbled, so grateful. Listen, we love you guys, and I want to encourage you until next time. Remember this, that the future doesn't belong to the God-haters. The future doesn't belong to the God-mockers. Hallelujah. The future belongs to the righteous, and the righteous are bold as lions. Until we meet next time, guys, be encouraged, be bold, be fierce. Keep the fire burning. I'll see you next week.